Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, thanks for making us part of your day. We're live at Larry Schmiller Chrysler G. Ram in Sandy. And right now, their friendly non-commissioned sales staff dedicated to helping you save big this weekend. You can get employee pricing plus at the Big Finish event. Save up to $9,000 off new Jeeps or fifteen grand off new Ram, Ram trucks. Plus, we still have a few t-shirts to give away. 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. Going to talk to Sam Amick coming up here momentarily. He of the athletic fame for your NBA daily assist. That's exactly right. What are you? What are you doing over there? You have like a devious look. No, I just. Why'd you switch over to there? Oh yeah, Kyle got tired of sitting by you, so he. I know. He did I over to, to sit by me. Uh, uh, Kyle, our on-site engineer here. No, uh, there, we've got a light that's, uh, that's, that's got a little flickering in your eye. Flickering going on, so he's moving away from it. All right. Were you feeling insulted there? Were you bonding with Kyle over there on that end <laughs> no, of the I table? No, I just a word, are Kyle. You, uh, I just wondered. But, uh, so now you're freezing Kyle out. <laughs> not at all. What is he not important enough for no, you? No, it was the other way around. He with? left me. I didn't leave him. Well, can you blame him? I mean, you barely <laughs> acknowledged his existence. <laughs> what are you doing uh, over yeah, there? It's always my fault, right? One way or another. Well, yeah. Okay. What did you think about James Harden last night? We can uh, we can talk to Sam. Five points. Only five free throws. It's almost like he's he's given the middle finger to those of us, <laughs> me included, that get annoyed with how often he goes to the uh, the free throw line. But he took thirty four shots to get there, Gordon. That's a lot. Does that does that bother you at all? Uh, not really. I mean, depending upon what the options are. I mean, I always like team basketball. I like the ball to be shared. But when you've got an offensive talent like him, it's pretty hard to to deny it or to to shut him out when you know he can score. What was his percentage? 20 of 34. So pretty darn uh, so good. So how can you complain about that? I mean, it's not as much fun. Uh, but well, it's a whole lot more fun than watching your teammates jack up shots and having them carry them off in every direction. Uh, considering that Russell Westbrook took 20 shots, meaning between the two of them, they took 54 <laughs> shots. Uh, all, all you other folks just sort of do all the dirty work, run up and down the floor and get the rebounds and get elbowed in the head. Would you want to play on that team? No. No. Uh-uh. Absolutely not. No, it's uh, because so, most guys who you know who play in the NBA, and I understand there are role players who who do certain things, uh, you know, garbage guys who, who do, that's what they do. That's how they're in the league. But if I have, if I'm a skilled guy, is that what I want to play with? No. No. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Not. I want to touch the ball every once in a while, and I know how many assists did he have because he usually averages a bunch of assists too. 
Which should barely count. He had eight assists last night. Well, why doesn't that count? Because is he really playing? We've had this discussion before. Is he really playing unselfish basketball when he dribbles the ball for 23 of the 24 seconds <laughs> and then dishes at the last second and, and stares at his teammate and says, you better make that shot? <laughs> well, when he's making uh, a high percentage, then yeah, if you're going to go ahead and use up some of his space, then you better make it. I mean, it's the way their team is structured. I, I personally don't like to watch it. And if I were a teammate, I personally wouldn't like to, to play with James Harden. But, it's it. I mean, Houston's pretty good. So I just have my doubts, and I think we've seen the evidence uh, of how far that that style and that team can go. And I, I don't think it'll go any further it's, this year. It's one of the reasons that I really enjoyed watching all the way back to the days of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson because those guys passed the ball. They could score – they passed the ball. They shared the ball. And it's awfully nice to have your best player be able to do that and be willing to do that. And I I understand that Harden is, is just a, a generational-type talent. I, I get that. But you're asking me if I would want to play with that? No, that would not be my first choice. However, if the Jazz go out, let's say that uh, Donovan Mitchell goes for 55 points. How do you think his teammates are going to react to him? Probably pretty positively. Yeah. They're going to be squirting water bottles at him after the game, right? But that's because he doesn't do it every single night. Uh, he yes. does take a lot of shots. but He's not know. taking 34 shots a no, night. No, I know. Donovan, Donovan is his shot selection sometimes isn't the best, but there are very few nights where I come away thinking, wow, Donovan took too, too many shots. Yeah. I mean, and frankly, his – the way the Jazz are built, they need Donovan to shoot a lot. They need Bogdanovich to shoot a lot. But see, the way that, that Quinn Snyder is structuring and has always structured his team here in Utah, that's the kind of basketball I want to watch. Right. It's appealing to me. Now, I don't know if there are some people out there who pay paying their ticket to see a preeminent talent like James Harden just do what he does. That's not me. That's not what I love about basketball. But for some people, maybe that's what they... You know, they want to see somebody do something spectacular. How often do you see somebody go off for 55? Yeah. You know, I mean. Well, James Harden does it a lot. I can't even drive 55. Oh, okay, know. we've all seen you drive and you're, you know, 155 maybe. Adrian's seen there. you drive. Uh, quick programming note. Sam Amick is, uh, is chasing a story at ah. the moment, and uh, he begs our pardon and would like to reschedule for 5.30 this evening. And, of course, we told him no problem. So Sam is going to join us at, uh, at 5.30 after Josh Parcell joins us at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Kristen Kenny will be at 4.30. So a little bit uh, of uh, jumbling around. And maybe or, or, or maybe not, Sam will have big breaking news for us at 5.30. Sounds good to me. So you don't want to watch the Houston Rockets play. Who do you want to watch play? Who is appealing to you? A lot of people used to like the way the Warriors played because they love to see the ball movement, love to see getting them down the floor. I do like the way the Warriors play. And the, the roster now is, is not all that appealing, and I wasn't a big fan of Kevin Durant. And actually, Kevin Durant was you know, kind of the ball stopper of that magical movement offense. But, yeah, I, I, I do like watching that style. I, I don't know. Do you, you know, like watching LeBron play? See, there's a lot of ISO with LeBron, and I just 
I'd rather see the team than the ISO. I get it. See, the reason the ISO is so big, Gordon, and has been for so long is because basketball is such a mono a mono sport. And is my better player better than your your best? Is my best player better than your best player? So what do you do? You ISO it out and you let your play, best player go to work. It's like the David and Goliath theory. I mean, it's the reason ISO basketball will never go away. But does it mean I really love watching it? Not really. I, I like the way the Jazz played last night. I like Jazz offense and their style of play when it's working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. It's my style of basketball because they say it's one of the great ironies because people talk about basketball being the great team sport. It's not. And yet, if you have LeBron James on your team and you give him a little bit of support, if you give him a lot of support, then you're going to see winning basketball. It's just the way it's structured. Well, same thing with Michael Jordan. Same thing with uh, Julius Erving. Same thing with all the greats of the years. Minus Magic. Including Magic Johnson. No, because his teams were always incredible. Well, he certainly made them that. No, I think he's like fourth on the list of importance on those Laker teams. You are so wrong. When you say something like that, that does it bother you that you're expressing ignorance that way? He's behind Kareem. <laughs> He without Behind without James Ma- Worthy. without magic, Kareem's career would have tailed off in a hurry. Behind Byron Scott, come on, Byron Scott, come on! Now you're really stretching it. Who else? What was Clay Thompson's dad's name? What? <laughs> Michael. Yeah, behind him. No. No. And I, I wasn't even that big of a Magic Johnson fan, but yeah. you are though. I'm not. You are. Though. No, I mean it's okay. No, I don't. I didn't care one way or the other. But I recognize brilliance when I see it. Uh, remember when we were talking about uh, fans that you imagine yourself, uh, you know, telling what to do? Can we go through this uh, this uh, quick George Niang thing? Because sure. it reminded me of one of my favorite drops. Okay. With, so if for no other reason, maybe we can get to <laughs> okay. if we can get to that. Uh, but uh, Iowa, Iowa State, they play tonight, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. And George Niang, alum of Iowa Iowa State, State. uh, proud alum. We've had him on the show. He's talked to us about it before. Mm -hmm. He responded to a tweet from Jordan Bohannon, who is the point guard currently for Iowa, who uh, tweeted out a picture uh, of himself kind of getting heated during, I guess, last year's rivalry or whatever. And he said, uh, lames tomorrow night. See you all there. Winky smiley face at Hilton Coliseum. All right, so just kind of a, you know, rivalry-type tweet. Okay. okay. George Niang quote tweeted it and says, "Don't get a too, uh, don't get too ahead of yourself. This ain't Carver. Hilton doesn't let little boys in. Hilton, where they the Iowa State plays their right. arena, Hilton Arena. Okay, uh-huh. so kind of like you know, you're not tough enough, I guess. <laughs> but you know, a little uh, a little rivalry okay. banter. I'm fine with um, that." Bohannon tweets back out. He says, I have a present for you and some other Twitter account. After the game, may the best team win. So more, you know, nice rivalry banter. George then says, uh, try to do something tomorrow. We all know Iowa is Garza's team. And uh, that is uh, referring to his teammate, uh, the center on the team, Garza. I can't remember his first name. Now he's kind of making it personal. Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, still all fun and games. And, and uh, honestly, Jordan Bohan had let it go from there, he, uh-huh. he, you know. But uh, a guy named Todd. <laughs> uh, is, at, that, is that his handle, a guy named Todd? No, it's just Todd. And then his, his handle is at Coach Todd 6 Okay. So some bro named Todd. 
who uh, roots for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh-huh. All right. He says, making the CY Hawk game about you every year because you're washed up, and this is the only way to stay relevant. Oh, come on. Saying this to George Nieg. Come on. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing to say. You know, and, and the, reading the responses to this particular tweet is, is pretty hilarious because all these people are, like, telling this guy, like, you know he plays in the NBA, right? <laughs> People out there going, you know he just scored nine points in an NBA game, right? I don't think, I don't think George Niang is washed up. Didn't miss a shot even. <laughs> maybe, maybe not an All Star, <laughs> but he's a professional far, basketball player. Far from washed up. And a, a, another responder pointed out that Iowa doesn't have one player in the NBA right now. <laughs> So this is just this is just not particularly uh, good smack talk, right? So uh, then the the, uh, the Iowa State fans kind of uh, kind of come out of the woodwork, and I've got to find. Uh, let's see, I've got to find uh, his response because that really is oh, okay. Here we go. This Todd guy comes back out. All right, all right. after the Iowa State fans give. So us now a he's he's on the mat, uh, laying down right. flat. And he comes back with what? This is what he says. He says, Cyclone fans are getting angry with me. Listen up, buckaroos. I'll take this outside with each and every one of you. Guys. Oh, you're going to take them all on, are you? Going to take it outside. You know uh, You know who it reminded, uh, reminded me of? Who? The, the play-by-play guy for the, the whole Right Waters incident. <laughs> Where the where the guy uh, the, what's his name Austin Dave Lamont Dave Lamont where he looks at everybody else in the press box <laughs> you know the part that I'm talking can, can, about could we hear that now that you bring it up and I mean, I'll I, fight I, any one of you if you want it <laughs> I thought it's like my favorite part May, and I'll maybe fight any one of you if you want it <laughs> any one of you and all of you oh, and he says uh, I I don't care if you look at me in the in the press box. Uh, I will. Uh, yeah, Austin, we'll play the whole thing. But I did like uh, uh, because I, I am dying to hear the whole thing. But uh, it, uh, George's response was funny. He, he quote tweeted and says, oh, no, watch out for the tough guy on aisle seven. <laughs> and I'll fight any one of you if you want it. <laughs> and, and actually, there is there is kind of a, a purpose to this to bring this up other than having a laugh. And, and we'll eventually play this right waters thing because it's just. Maybe the greatest thing that's that's ever happened on live radio. We'll get to it. But I do think, and, and there's a, a story about this in the trib, I believe. Um, I do think that Joe Ingles and George Niang um, and their attitude and keeping things a little bit on the lighter side has had an effect uh, on this team. And you saw George, and you totally referenced this earlier in the show, uh, Gordon, on how they're playing and they're smiling and they're having a little Yeah, after he, hit, little that, joy. he hit that three-pointer and he's just he's grinning like a school kid. And I, I think you're right. I think there there is call for that in this situation with the Jazz. And I do think, you know, we see George has played better and he's got a role on this bench and I think he can be a key component for the Jazz. But his... His vibe inside the locker room, you and I, I, I wouldn't say we've gotten to know George by any means, Gordon, but we've interviewed him a bunch. Mm-hmm. He's a neat dude. Yeah. He really is, and he's got a really cool personality, and, and we've known, of course, Joe Ingles for years and, and what he can do. But I give those two a lot of credit for – they're going to have to find some glue guys, right? Well, the fact that he was even participating in this conversation is a compliment. He's, he's keeping track of his school, you know? 
That's cool. That's a good thing. It is a good thing. And then this Todd calls him washed <laughs> up. Okay, you can't guy. you can't call an NBA player washed up. I'm sorry. In this sense, anyway, All maybe right. you could say they're like a as far as NBA players go, they're washed mm-hmm. up. I guess, but you can't be like, oh, you're just tweeting out about Iowa and Iowa State to stay relevant every year. No, I'm pretty sure his spot on an NBA roster is doing that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he gets the last laugh in that, uh, you know? I think, I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right. Should we hear where the right water is? Give me a listen. All right. I, I, I got to hear it. This, one of the most unbelievable moments in radio history, we give you Mr. Dave Lamont. Oh, and he took a hit to the head on the slide. Oh. Where's the flag? Where's the flag? A hit to the head on the slide is a flag. To the 27-yard line, Van Camp slow to get up. He does get up. His helmet came off. There's not a flag. You cannot tell me that's a flag. That's not possible. Where's the commissioner? Where's right? Where's right Waters? Where's right Waters? I mean, it, he was still up. He had not gone into his slide yet, but it was a helmet-to-helmet shot where the helmet flew off, and there is absolutely no reason why a flag shouldn't have been thrown there. That's ridiculous. That's embarrassing. That's embarrassing. That is absolutely embarrassing. That has to be a flag. And that still, we'll see. He's if sliding. Send Van Camp to the sideline. Nope, there's Chewy. Yeah. He's got to get him out of He's got to come out of the game now. It's ridiculous. That is, I can't believe that. I cannot believe that. You can't. I mean, oh. it took him a while to get into the wow, slide. he is defenseless. He's throws over the middle behind the receiver incomplete. It'll be fourth down and three. Van Camp took a helmet to helmet shot regardless, even if he wasn't in the slot. You know what? I don't really care if you people look at me in the press box. You know what? I don't care. That's a flag. And I'll fight any one of you if you want it. That's what I that's the mood I'm in at the moment. Apparently the team is not the only one melting down here. <laughs> Incredible. Just so many incredible moments throughout the entire thing. At no time, at no time in my forty-plus year career have I ever seen anybody threaten to fight everyone else in the press box. <laughs> you can look at me if you want. I just think it's funny. Like, okay, so it's spinning out of control on him. All right, I guess I, I kind of get it. But he's like, it's almost like a horror movie where you have these extreme, intense moments of fright, and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of kids at a party laughing, you know, so you come back down off of the fright, and then next thing you know, you're scared to death again. This is what he keeps undulating from one extreme to I just think you can hear him realize what a buffoon he's making of himself and look around at everybody in the press box staring at this guy like, oh, my gosh, this guy is going to come unglued in (laughs) front of our very eyes. And and his response, instead of being to like, well, maybe I should calm it down a little bit, is to instead threaten everyone in the room. That's the mood I'm in at the moment. It's pretty incredible. (laughs) Banging on the glass? Where's Wright Waters? Where's the commissioner? I, you know, I read about Wright Waters at some point after I first heard that, and it caught my attention because that's Wright Waters. <laughs> Wright Waters, he's famous. That's embarrassing. <laughs> that is absolutely embarrassing. Oh, <laughs> he was defenseless. He was banging on the glass. <laughs> Where's Wright Waters? <laughs> Unbelievable. All right. Want to remind you about our friends at Syringa. 
Verizon and XO customers, if you were recently notified that some of your telecommunications services will no longer be supported, contact Syringa Networks, Utah's fastest-growing premier telecommunications provider. They have a full range of services. Call today, 385-420-8221. That number again, 385-420-8221, Syringa Networks. We are live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram down here in Sandy. We're in the Southtown Automall, 10905 South Automall Drive. Come by and see us. You can also find your deal at lhmdeals.com. The good folks here are Utah's number one volume Jeep dealer. They have Utah's largest selection of new vehicles. And now is the time. uh, Over $25 million and 12 acres of inventory to choose from, meaning they have something that will suit you just fine. 10905 South Automall Drive. Kristen Kinney joins the show. Coming up next, Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy, 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. Gordon, let's let's talk a little Utah Jazz basketball brought to you by Cypress Credit Union with the lowest fees and quickest keys. Cypress has the home loan product that is perfect for you. Visit any Cypress branch or cypresscu.com for details. Out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Get a Samsung S10 for $0 when you activate a new line of service with a flex lease now through December 26th. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Uh, she covers uh, sidelines for the Jazz broadcast for AT&T Sportsnet. She's our good friend, Kristen Kenny. Hi, Kristen. How are you today? Hey, guys. Good to be back in Utah. How are you doing? Terrific. Uh, quick question. So, you, you know, I understand uh, with wind chill or something like that, it was like 17 below in Minneapolis. How many actual minutes did you spend outside? <laughs> oh, my gosh. If you were daring enough, I did actually walk across the street to a restaurant. So literally across the street was it. Other than that, it was out the front door onto the bus. Even though the arena's right there attached, I still did not want to walk across the street again to go into the arena it was yeah negative 17 insanely cold one thing about the folks up there minnesota they have all kinds of indoor activities uh rec centers and and uh play type places for kids and they, they, it's a great place to live but i'm telling you i could not handle that kind of cold chris i just couldn't do it I couldn't do it either. Even some of the guys, it was so funny because they had these big puppy jackets on. They're puffier than what we even see here in Utah. And But you were wearing these big puffy jackets, but your legs are so cold because once you're just out there, you don't. You need, like, down pants on your legs or ski pants in that kind of weather. And then when we landed today, because, you know, we had a issue with a mechanical with the plane, so we get in today, and it is so nice and warm here, even though it's raining. It's significantly warmer than it was where in Minnesota. I'm with you. I couldn't do it. Kristen, let's talk about last night's game. It seems like 
that was just what the doctor ordered. The ball was moving, and it, it felt like we were watching a little bit of jazz basketball again. Yeah, the blender. How good was it to see the blender back in action and the way they were moving that ball around the perimeter? That's what they want. Um, talking with the guys, they felt really good about that. Donovan said he was ready to come back and make something happen. He did that. He was such a playmaker last night, um, and you could really sense the vibe in the locker room that they really they felt good about this win. They felt good about the way they played, um, and really it was all positive. So it was really awesome to see. Christian, have you uh, noticed or sensed from the team being around it the way you are that uh, the guys were starting to press a little bit? Because I hadn't seen those kinds of smiles. I hadn't seen that kind of happiness uh, 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 from the players in quite some time now. Yeah, Gordon, it's interesting because I've uh, pointed this out a couple times, getting back to having fun. And there's so much of the game, obviously, the X's and O's, but when you remember why you do this, and I've talked to Donovan about this um, in particular, those moments that we see, the water bottle celebrations, the the smiles, George Niang, why he's the best teammate uh, because of that vibe that he brings and that loose, um, still that carefree, but knowing when to turn it on. So having that balance is so important. But I think what we saw yesterday was – that during the entire game it wasn't just a period of time it was a complete the most complete game we probably had this season and you saw it from the bench you saw it from everybody on the floor really supporting one another and then we even saw it at shoot around that morning um and in post game after the win in the locker room and on the plane so i think that has a lot to do with it we you, when you talk to the guys they'll say yeah we go through these rough patches but it's so good to have players like Joe Ingles and George Niang in the locker room that they can rely on to give them that perspective and to bring that sense of humor. Uh, so, yeah, it was great to see the smiles. I'm, I was really happy about that, too. With your interactions with the coaching staff uh, on the mic and off of it, Kristen, how have they, you know, kind of handled this stretch where they've faced some, uh, some adversity? I, I mean, I'm guessing they, they probably keep pretty even in these circumstances, but how have they handled it? Well, I think it was interesting when I interviewed Jeff Green the other night and asked specifically, what do they make? What does he make of, of where this team is at right now? And he said, honestly, I'm not going to lie, we're in a low spot. So, and then Donovan, the other night in the interview, he said, I feel like it's redundant. I'm redundant in repeating myself, and we just need to pull it together. And what are those things? We, we constantly want to know um, what those little things are. Is it the communication, the connectivity? So I think they've been very honest about the frustrations, knowing that there's something to fix. When I asked Jeff Green, during that stretch, what are some of those things? And he goes, where do I even begin? So it's those honest remarks and comments like that that say, okay, they're aware and accountable, and each player is taking on the individual responsibility and accountability to do their part. And that's whether that's Jeff Green stepping in and saying, I need to be that veteran leader. I need to be vocal with these guys because that's my role. Um, Whether it's, like I said, George Niang being um, more positive, Um, whether it's Donovan saying, I've got to be better at this. So I think that that's kind of the mentality that they've all had. 
And now what we saw the other night, hopefully we continue to see what Donovan said. Hopefully we can continue that ball movement, continue that connectivity going on, going further down the road. But it's good to see that they acknowledged it. They stepped up and hopefully this season will turn around. How much of it was the fact that they were playing Minnesota, which is uh, not exactly a, a stalwart defensive club? Well, we we haven't. I, I think a little bit of of that could be. I, we'll remember when we first played Minnesota, there were challenges there with Carl Anthony Towns and Jeff Teague in the pick and roll. Um, we turned that around the second time and the third time absolutely had a complete game. So regardless of who we're playing, we've been playing teams that we should win, right? The, whether it's Memphis or you know whatnot, we were playing teams that are definitely penciled in as a win. And we've been losing those against those teams. So it's hard to say because the bottom line is we haven't come out. Look at how we came out against the Lakers. Look at, you know, again, just teams that we're supposed to pencil in as a win, so to say. And we've been disconnected. And I think regardless of who we're playing, we showed last night uh, a step in the right direction as far as connectivity, as far as, like you guys said, seeing the guys smiling, seeing the guys having fun, the guys building that confidence, saying, okay, we're doing something right. We haven't really seen that in a long time. All right, Kristen, the Jazz, you know, this this last stretch with the road trip and everything, they played all these great, great teams. And I'm trying to think, they've, they've played pretty much the creme de la creme of the NBA with some exceptions. They haven't played... Houston yet they haven't played Boston yet right haven't played Dallas quite yet but my question to you is who's the best team you've seen so far oh hands down the Lakers hmm. absolutely I don't think a question about it I think the there's no question with with the Lakers from what I've seen personally just because of the pure athleticism the amount of weapons they have and just watching that in person now I know we didn't show that um level of effort so to say if that's the right word but uh and and focus that night but just seeing the amount of weapons they have from the bench first unit they're athletic they're fast they get downhill they attack the rim um i would say definitely them i also think uh you know i i, I don't i'm not sure about the bucks yet but i do think the bucks would would be a big challenge as well but we've handled them pretty well in the early part of the season when we played them Kristen, who do you think is the strongest leader on this team? I think it's the three. I think it's three guys. I think Joe Ingles has so much heart and soul, and he's been that way for so many years, bringing our team together, the locker room guy, and bringing that perspective that I was talking about earlier. I think Rudy Gobert is I'm not going to put up with stuff kind of guy. Um, so he's also a leader. I think there's three. And then, of course, Donovan Mitchell, who's going to be probably more vocal, the ringleader, um, very mature, wiser beyond his years. So I think those three guys are the, are the leaders. What do you think, Gordon? I, 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 you know, I, the natural answer would be uh, Rudy and Donovan, but I, I don't know if that's the case in every instance because I'm, I'm not in the locker room when, when the going gets tough, you know. I don't know who mm-hmm. steps up and says, hey, fellas, this is the, the line we got to draw. We defend it with everything we've got. Uh, it seems like Donovan, would, that would come naturally to him. Rudy, you would think, would just get pissed. <laughs> yeah, know, right. Just, That's exactly. Uh, <laughs> yes. 
So Rudy, the I, man I, who uh, limited words, right? When when we walk off interview, it's uh, he says very little words, but he's got a powerful presence, as we all know. And, and Joe, Joe would be, make you would think Joe would make a joke out of it, uh, but I think he right. has a serious side to him as well. But and well, I don't know is. how he's, Mike Conley fits into all that, you know. Well, and I think that's something that's still kind of being worked out, and he's on the sidelines right now with the injury. But I definitely think if you look at the the history of our team and the guys who have been there, it's def- Joe Ingles has definitely been a huge a, a huge role as far as a leader and the heart and, and soul, you know, of, of the team as well. So I threw him in there because I've definitely I, – I believe that. I see that. He is the funny guy, but he's so serious, and he knows when to lock it in. Kristen, we always appreciate your insight. Thanks for jumping on with us. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thank you. Kristen Kenny, AT&T Sportsnet. She's glad to be home, and I don't blame her. <laughs> Even though it's dreary and rainy, <laughs> she's like, dreary. this is still way better. <laughs> I remember uh, back in 1975, I flew, was it 75? Yes, 75. I flew, I was flying to Philadelphia, and uh, we went through Minneapolis. We stopped in Minneapolis, and it was like minus 15. And it was at night, it was snowy, and it was cold. And then we flew on to Philly, and it was 45 degrees in Philly. And I felt like I landed at Miami Beach. Hmm. Prop job? <laughs> yeah, we had a couple of barefoot pilots, and I heard them uh, dip down when we got to about uh, Pittsburgh. They dipped the plane down, and I heard one of them say, nope, that's not it, and we went back up again. Then Peggy Sue came on the radio. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Boys, this is Dottie country. at the switchboard. <laughs> <laughs> want to remind you to join us at the warehouse coming up tomorrow from 3 to 6, 1967 South 300 West. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. We'll be doing the pregame show from down there as well. But right now we're live at Larry H. Miller Chrysler, Jeep Dodge Ram and Sandy, 10905 South, Automall Drive. Drop by and see us. We'll have more coming up next. The Not Sports Report straight ahead. Josh Parcell at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Sam Amick at 530. Stay tuned. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Worst mistake I ever made as an official. Second and third, the shortstop was like, how many outs blew? How many outs blew? I looked down at my clicker. I go, yeah, yeah, one out. Of course, the very next pitch gets hit right to her. She scoops it up. She's got to throw it to the plate. She fires it home. Catch the light tag. Safe. All of a sudden, this coach is like, Lacey, we got two down. Go to first. And I'm like, they don't have two down. I look back at the scoreboard. Says two. Ah. And I just thought to myself, oh, I'm a dead man. <laughs> very next batter, base hit, three to one. Oh. Oh, no, man. <laughs> I'm standing there. I'm like, yep, here it comes. And I hear him like, Lacey, what are you doing? What, what, what? And all of a sudden I hear this, blow! He lit into me. Thankfully, <laughs> they rallied and won the game 5-3. I don't know how. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Check this out. And now your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network.
Big show, time for the Not Sports Report, live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy, 10905 South Auto Mall Drive. Gordon, where are we going today? We're not going anywhere in particular, but uh, the story, after yesterday's gross out, I decided to do something a little more positive, a little more uplifting today. Okay. So, let me start with this. Austin, let's start with you. Were there have there been groups of people or individuals in your life that you were really really close to? I mean, you talk to them all the time, who now you no longer communicate with at all. Uh, you mean despite my first three wives, or <laughs> no? Uh, there's a story here. I bet. No, Austin's been married four times. No, no. <laughs> I haven't. Uh, yeah, there are, there are people. Why? What do you want to know? What's the purpose of your question? <laughs> All right, Robert and I. The, the reason I bring this up is today is National Dingaling Day. And what that is, is it's a day, December 12th, is the day where everyone is encouraged to reconnect with people we once talked to frequently that we've lost track of. Uh, yeah. So it may be an old classmate, a coworker, is a that neighbor. What, is that what dingling means to you? Because, uh, well, they, they uh, let me tell you, there was a group of guys back in 1972 who were sitting around shooting a bull, and they uh, decided that they started talking about all their friends and relatives that they hadn't heard from in a while, and so they registered December 12th as National Dingling Day, and they looked it up, and they looked the term up, and it said that uh, they found that it meant, quote, one who hears bells in his head. Hmm. And I don't know what the significance of that is, but anyway, it's called National Dingling Day. Today is the day when millions of people around the globe, they call individuals who used to be dear to them and close to them who they've lost track of. So tell me your story. Who'd you lose track of? <laughs> well, it's a bit it's a bit rough. But <laughs> <sighs> this is sad, man. I I, I lived with uh, some college roommates uh, in, during college and then after college, almost three and a half years. We were roommates and we moved across the country together. And how we, many? How many? How many are we talking here? Uh, two. Well, there were yeah two that I was with the whole time. So there was a group of three. All right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I reach out to them from time to time to see how things are going, and I don't hear back, and I wonder if maybe I've got the wrong number. But then I – so then I'll message them on, like, Facebook and stuff, and I still don't hear back. And then uh, every now and then uh, the, it'll pop up that, you know, there they are hanging out together. And uh, I I didn't get the invite, so. So they've ghosted you, essentially. Uh-huh. See, why would Austin want to reconnect with these people? So I think you. Austin should want to basically burn their house down. <laughs> no. You're not condoning that, really. But but figuratively, yeah, <laughs> sure. Has this happened to you? Come on, you've lost track of people. Um, Yeah, I guess I'm usually pretty good at at least keeping track of people. I think social media has made that a little bit uh, Well, a little it, bit it easier. has made it easier. But there are people that I used to be extremely close to that I talk to almost every day, and I talk to them twice a year now, if that. Well, that's not losing touch with somebody. Well, You're talking still, to them I twice mean, a year. Well, I, I, that's pretty really. good. Twice a year talking to good friends. That's oh. not bad. If they live across the country, especially. Well, what if they Life live here? Life gets busy. Life gets busy. 
<laughs> There's all sorts of friends that I, I would love to see more, but I don't necessarily consider myself out of touch well, with. Well, why don't you why don't you take the effort to reconnect? Well, I, mean, I mean in a standpoint of actually I guess that's what going I'm to telling, lunch with them I, or something like that. I guess that's what I'm telling you is I don't feel the need to reconnect because I haven't lost connect. But you have. Just because if you, you talk to somebody twice a year, that's that's not staying really in touch. You know people have lives and stuff is going on, you know, like jobs <laughs> and kids and you know, not all of us are in our 20s anymore. Well, it's National Dingaling Day. Oh, all right. Boy. So that means all y'all out there right now or as soon as you can, call somebody who you used to talk to all the time and reconnect. We all know why you selected this story. Why? What do you mean, why? What? I, what? Because you wanted to say the name of the day on the air as many times as possible. <laughs> that had possible. nothing to do with it. Uh, okay. Not, I, I didn't okay. name it. I, it, it struck but a, you selected the story. No, it, yeah, but it struck a nerve with me that there are people out there I need to connect with. Because you want to say the name of the day and then snicker. <laughs> I don't even know what that, I mean, what, my frame of reference for a ding-a-ling is somebody who's just Stop kind of... Stop it. See? This no, is what I'm talking no, about. somebody this who's kind of exactly. dingy. Like, kind of it's silly, stupid, dude. You know, yep. what, that, okay. what do you think it is? I just think you uh, had an opportunity to, to say a silly word on the radio. Look, there it is right there. Is I'm it okay to use the term <laughs> I, I'm not saying that you are. I'm just saying that there is a specific reason why you selected this particular story. It's registered on the National Register of National Days. The New England Journal of Fact. <laughs> I got it. Okay, so all y'all, call somebody you haven't talked to and reconnect and Get uh, no, I, I'm not trying to create any kind of problem here. I mean, I'm not talking about old girlfriends or anything like that. I'm just saying, if you had an old friend that you were close to, uh, don't, don't, don't let loose. So, in in the process of this story, you've said a silly word on the air and uh, severed what's left of Austin's relationship with his college buddies. So, congr- congratulations, Austin. That's really depressing, man. And they get together behind your back and don't contact you. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do they live here? Hmm. One of them, yeah. Maybe both. I don't know. Keep, to be keep real. severing. Keep keep severing. Now Austin's never going to talk to these people. No, like that's it. what you suggested. You so said you're just actually, cut bait and walk away from them. I'm saying, no. They, uh, you were, you were, you, I named my kid you, after one of them, so I don't <laughs> You picked one of them up after he got uh, shot in the military, right? Yeah, well... <laughs> You know, and now happen. he's really not going to talk to these people. <laughs> Would you stop it? Josh Parcell is coming up next. Stay tuned. It's the big show live from Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram here in Sandy. Right now you can get employee pricing plus. It's the big finish event. Save up to $9,000 off new Jeeps or fifteen grand off new Ram trucks. You can get massive savings up to 25% off MSRP, over 250 to choose from. You've got to come check it out. 10905 South. Auto Mall Drive. Josh Parcell joins us next. All y'all out there, get in touch with your dinglings. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. From the athletic good friend of the program, Mike Eugen. And- the four-team college football playoffs are now set. And once again, the West is locked out of those college football playoffs. I think part of that goes back to the Pac-12 cannibalization aspect. Um, there has been no one truly dominant team like in the old days when USC blitzed everybody. I think if Utah hadn't beaten Oregon, I think Utah would be the fourth team. And I think the fact that... 
Oregon loses to an Arizona State. Utah loses to a USC. While that's, wow, this league is really deep, you don't want to be deep. You want to have, frankly, an imbalance at the top, and the Pac-12 has not had that. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.